Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. It's um. But anyway, let's uh let's 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 get to it, man. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Welcome back to the. Welcome back to the Vet Joint Podcast. Today in the in the joint, uh, you know, we got a very special guest with us. Um, Josh, you want to introduce him, man? Uh, you know what, man? I, I think I think this dude can do it himself because he he does it a lot. He he got he got more charisma than I got, man. Yeah, man so I'm gonna let him you're, introduce himself. You're your own hype man in a way, man. <laughs> for, for real, for real. Hey, I, I, I can't do it no better, bro. <laughs> well, uh, yo, uh, I'm Cody. Cody Stafford is what I go by. Uh, I've been in the Air Force for a couple years now, I think 13 and a half. Damn. And uh, I'm a CADM instructor, so that's like a weapons instructor for those of y'all who don't know. But I'm assuming we straight vets listening to this, so everybody might know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, but yeah, and I'm happy to be here. Thank y'all for thinking of me. And uh, let's get into it. I'm happy. I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> um, so for starters, man, um, I'm, I'm turning it up a little bit. Um, uh, give us a background, man, uh, for the people who don't know you, for the people, you know, who just popping in on a on this episode for the first time. Give us a little bit about your background, you know, um, and kind of maybe what led favorite you sports to team in that <laughs> um, and kind of what led you up to joining the Air Force. OK, well, I'm from. I'm from Alexandria, Louisiana. If you've ever drove through Louisiana at all, you had to like pass by my exit. It's literally like right in the middle of Louisiana. Uh, from Alexandria, Louisiana, joined in 08. Right, right. And uh, I've been, and I've been, I've been in it for a minute now. But uh, so, what made me want to join, man? I had moved to Arizona, and my sister lives in Arizona. Uh, around a, it's like Phoenix Mesa area. I don't know if mm-hmm. y'all ever heard of that Gil- Gilbert area. And uh, I was working at Walmart in the garden center. And I look, so you know how like the, the Walmart workers wear a, like a Navy blue shirt. Right. Right. Well, I would, I go to work with that. And then at the end of the day, I'd have like the white stains from sweating. The shirt was just like dark blue in some areas, wet blue in other areas. And I was like, man, look, <laughs> This ain't the move, man. Like, <laughs> hey, I don't know if you ever been to Arizona, but it's hot. <laughs> it's hot out there. Man, just think about it. We all been in that Humvee. Just think about being in a Humvee with no air on, bro. Mm-hmm. Just in Iraq. Yo, yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I was just like, man, I got to make a move, man. And uh, my cousin had just got out the Navy and me and him were like roommates. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why don't you just go to the military, man? And I was like, eh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That ain't really the move. And he was like, you got four years to spare. He was like, go and go to the military for four years. Right. He's like, if you don't like, he's like, if you don't like it, then you can get out. But you know what I'm saying? You got like security clearance. You got this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you right. I can, I can spare four years. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I remember I ended up signing up for six. And I was like, well, I got six years to spare. They hit me with a, you could get some extra money yeah. if you, you know, say so you signed up say. for six. <laughs> <laughs> you do that quick math in your head. You're like, yeah, oh, I was like, ooh, right. yeah. I was like, I got six years to spare. So that's what happened, man. I, so I moved from Louisiana to Arizona behind my sister. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. You know, this ain't really working. 
Did I lose y'all? I'm still here. Okay. I was like, this ain't really working. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Like, let me like, let me go see what the military's about. Let me see uh, see how that's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did, man. Uh, and the funny thing about it is, I I never filled up my car with like gas. This is this is super random. I never got a chance to fill up my car with gas until I joined the military. Like, I never filled up a car before with gas, so I joined the military. It was super. It was super crazy to me. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you'd have been like, you was what, 18, 17, somewhere uh, in there? I joined, I turned, let me see, I turned 21 when I was in Iraq, but I was, and I turned 20 in tech school. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I tur- so I was, so I was 19 and I came in in January 08. So that March or whatever, my, it was like my birthday in basic, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But yeah, man. So that's why I joined the military, man. I didn't really see. I said I had a couple years of spare because I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do because I had went to like the little community college and I just was like, man, you know, you know, I'm, I'm old. I'm on my own. I'm calling myself grown. I'm on my own. And I would like skip some classes. I was passing. I passed them. But like when you like I was paying out of pocket, so I didn't have um I didn't have like the the grants and stuff like that. that. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't have none of that. And I remember I. So you know, I used. I've always been like a Jordan collector. I was selling my shoes to pay for my tuition. Oh shit! And I was like, I'm, I'm about to stop selling my J's. Okay. <laughs> and I'm about to go to the military. So I was like, I'm. I'm one of those people, and I, y'all probably know it. Like, I'm. A, I'm gonna make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's how I was paying for school. I was like selling my Jordans that I had collected over the years while I was in high school. And I was like, man, I'm about to move to Arizona. My sister talking like this life is straight. So yeah. and then I just joined the military because I had some years to spare, bro. So that, that was the uh, the Cody origin story. Yeah, that was it, man. Trunk, hey, trunk, that was it. Trunk full of, trunk full of Jordans. <laughs> for, real, for real. Hey. I tell he my was, homeboys, oh, I got these 11s, I got these Olympic 6s, yeah, right. 7s, like what you need. And uh, they'll be like, hey, that's how I was paying my tuition in college, man. Okay. I was like, I'm going to make some make some moves. All right. So, um, you know, so talk, talk to me then about the, you know, the BMT tech school experience, because I don't think that's 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 something I ever really mean you ever really rapped about all, all the times on post and you know, yeah. partying and shit. I don't even think I ever got that. Because I think for all of us, man, it was... So, you know, the first couple episodes, I talk about it, you know, tech school, you know, being around the ladies for real, for real, for the first time, you know, straight out of high school and shit like that. You know, what, what was the basic, you know, and then transition to tech school for you like? Okay, so from basic, I don't... Man, look, I didn't have a problem in basic. Hey, I, I don't know if y'all... If you I, ever I, talk I to Petrazio... <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. We were we he told me like a story how his TI like would just he just hated his TI. Right, right. And I I my me and my TI, we're still cool to this day. Me and my TI still cool to this day, man. I had no problem with his Conrad. Sergeant Conrad was his name. I had no problem with like a um, relationship. Yup, super cool. Didn't have no problem, man. Never yelled at me. I never, I never got in trouble because it was just like. So I remember my cousin told me he was like, "Think of it this way." He was like, "The TI has a job to do. They're gonna come to work. They're gonna do their job. They're gonna go home, and that's it." 
And he was just like, it's their job. It's their job to yell at you. It's their job to mow you. It's their job to yell at you when you mess up and correct you. Like, that's literally their job. He's like, so you're going to get mad at somebody for doing their job? And I was like, nah, that's their job. And he was like, exactly. So when my T, I would yell at us, I was just be like, oh, all right. I, we messed up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. At a young age, at a young age, you learn as a kid, if you do something wrong, there's, you know, there's repercussions for that. You get corrected. There's discipline. And you just keep it moving. Right, right. And that, and that's that's how I took it. I never I never took him yelling at us serious or anything like that. So and that was it, man. I just took my licks, kept it moving. I was like, this man's doing his job. Like I can't be mad at the I can't be mad at the mailman bringing mail to the crib. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. not gonna be mad at the ti. Right. So basic was super chill to me. And uh, when we found out we were like literally going across the street to the security forces dorms, I was like, wait, what? Yo, funny. Th- <laughs> Funny thing about it, I didn't know Air Force had guard and reserves until I was in basic. And people were like, oh, I go home after after basic. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, yo, wait, what? And this one dude was like, yeah, I'm in the reserves. I was like, I thought Army just had reserves and guard. I was like, wait, what? It's crazy because I thought the same shit, man. I was like, I had no clue. Guard and reserve. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know either. <laughs> Until I actually got in, in basic and niggas graduating, I definitely feel you on that one, man. Yeah, yeah. So I was there and we, because we were about to graduate, Cats was like, they going home. I was like, wait, how you going home, man? I got to go across the street for like, I forgot what it was back then. Was like what was it, like 14, 14 weeks, yeah, 10, right, 13 right. weeks, something like that? Right, right. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so that's, that's what I found out about. I guess I had literally just walked into an active duty recruiter's office because I just literally drove in Arizona. Yeah. I Googled it. I'm the closest one to my Walmart on my lunch break. I went over there and was like, yo, what up? Yeah. Let me put me put me put me in the game, coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. All right. So as I said, <laughs> and that was it. So basically straight, then you know what I'm saying, went across the street to tech school. And I thought tech school was going to be something just stupid, crazy. And because this is the first impression I had at tech school. I remember we were over at like the old dorms, the big parking lot. And we're all forming up because we just, you know, just got off the bus or whatever. And somebody, you know how we're used to drinking all that water and we didn't have no canteens. Right. This dude passes out. He passes out and the MTL literally crosses this man's legs, put him on his side. So you know, so he could breathe right, right, and put him up, put him up against the back of his leg, and was like calling the like uh, the ambulance. It was like, hey, I just had an airman, pass. like super chill, <laughs> super chill. And I'm standing in line, like, what is going on? This man is passed out, cold. And the TI, the MTL was just like fold his legs. He put his back up against his, the back of his calf muscle. This man wasn't even kneeling. He just the back of his calf. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hell nah. I've made it through basic and this is going to take me out. Right. <laughs> like so, so that was the only crazy thing that really, really happened in tech school. Right. It wasn't like I didn't, you know, like I never got like washed back. I never got in trouble. I was in the same same mentality. Oh, it's just your job. Cool. We, we got to learn this today. All right, cool. Let's learn it. Right. And then we get off work. You know what I'm saying? Like we. We we never really had the base lib stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because the other teams kept getting in trouble, and so they would blame all of us. 
So they'd be like, yeah, everybody's going back to, I think it was like phases, phase one or something like that. Right, right. And, or whatever, base live one. So we wouldn't, we couldn't go off base a lot of them the whole time I was in tech school. So I wouldn't leave my room because I told my boy uh, Alanis and I'd be like, hey, look, man, I ain't leaving. Like I wouldn't leave a room. I wouldn't go to the bowling alley. The only time I would leave is to go to the DFAC with him and come back because I was like, I hate it here. So I was like, I'm not going to go out and get in trouble. And I got to be like washed back or something. I got to be here longer. Nah, homie. I literally, I literally stayed in my room. And sometimes I would eat an MRE because I was like, I don't want to leave my room. And I just started going to the DFAC because he was like, bro, come on, man. Like, stop eating MREs, man. (laughs) I legit, (laughs) I didn't want to go anywhere, man. I was, I was just like, I don't want to get in trouble. By going to the bowling alley, we're going to sneak drinks or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I, I don't want to go off base and get caught at the mall. We get in a fight because we acting crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, right. I don't want to do it. Right. So I literally never left base until I graduated. And I went off base and got me a car. That was, that was it. That was when I left base. Hey, did you ever uh, hear the uh, the Elite Eight? Josh mentioned the it. Elite, like, the, the Elite Elite Eight? Elite Eight? No, you never was, heard about. I, if, was was Grant a part of the Elite Eight? Hell <laughs> no, I wasn't a part of the Elite Eight. <laughs> I definitely what, was not. What, who who are the Elite? First of all, who are the Elite Eight? All right, and so, all right, hey, so, all right. and if if hold up, hold up, hold up, tell me this. So you got the Elite Eight, right? Right, right. And and Marcel, you got T five. <laughs> who wins? <laughs> Who went in out of T five at Elite Eight? All right, so, oh, man. All right, so let, let me get a little, little, little history and uh, and so, okay. So, uh, so, so, first question: When did you when did you go through tech school? Because it sounds like you you went you said you joined in 08, you went through right? about yeah. I joined in 08. so I didn't make it at Tyndall until like July 08, something like that. Oh okay. nine oh eight. So yeah. I don't know, man. You know that's, okay, a little, right, that's right. back in the, back in the I, day. I only, I only ask because you mentioned being in a, being in trouble a lot. I, I mean, we are yeah. we are on lockdown for like half of my time in tech school, and um, yeah. same here. Uh, you know, uh, people going off base. You know, renting rooms. I remember that. Yep. I remember uh, the the tech school instructors for some reason they hated that fucking hookah lounge that was like right off base. You know, there's like, hey, you know, you watch your health and this and that. I was like, look, man, <laughs> I, I, I know what man. I look like. And I must say, I remember I, I had a homeboy who uh, he just gave me his Xbox. He's like, you can have it. I was like, all right. <laughs> and um, what? Uh, I remember for me, dog, that was like my first like taste of real freedom. So, you know, I would get me my little half gallon of milk and orange juice in my little yep. fridge. And, yep. you know, I mind my business, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, there's a, you know, the extracurricular and, you know, shit like that, which for me, it was like, hey, you know, that's, that's always fun. Um, uh, so, you know, you get the Tyndall, um, you know, we all got the Tyndall within probably like a year of each other. I know. I remember I didn't, I didn't. I think so. I, I, I believe I didn't, me and you didn't really link up until, on, on, until after our first appointments in Balad, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think y'all left, and then I had just got there, and then I think I I left and came back, and then that's why we were all we were all like, oh, okay, we're yeah. all around the same time. I, yeah, I believe there might have been yeah. a little bit of overlap in Balad when we mm-hmm. around the time we were there, you left sometime around there because I believe Moss Moss is on y'all team too, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was. 
like like two like two months, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah actually, shit. Yeah. I remember I remember seeing you in uh come up to uh goddamn J Doc or B Doc or or was it was it you? Whatever, whatever it was called. Maybe I may maybe. But I we didn't live over and you know y'all live with y'all live good over there. Y'all live in whatever it was like eight eight six or something like that. I think it was eight six. Yeah, y'all, we live, live, y'all got like we live with the senior, tops, yeah, nice man. gyms. Senior master you know sergeant. We was over there eight eight. <laughs> we over there eight eight like chill, like our gym. I don't know if Moss talking about our gym, but it was it was jail house. It was like some weights. Some weights people left behind, <laughs> and uh, we were just like, "This is what we got." Yeah. So I know Moss used to go over there, but I didn't start working out to the end of my deployment. But yeah, y'all live good, man. Because H six was where all the red tails were, right? I think so. I think so because we was H eight, so we were the lions that went off base or whatever. Right, right. Shit, you know, for some reason, I think I, I think so. I thought y'all like slept like next door, like because y'all squadron was next to us. I thought like all y'all just like slept there in like bunks and shit. I don't no, know. no, we slept all the way. We were across the base, and I don't know. It was next to the QRF building, so our our little pods were legit. You could throw a rock and hit the QRF building because so you know what I'm saying. If right, we okay, had shit, to shit, I, I hurry I up and get there real quick to right, the trucks right. if need be. Right. If we weren't in the actual QRF or whatever. So, man, we live right there. We had to bus it to where y'all was living good at. You know what I'm saying? Right. All right, man. Well, shit. Uh, get in the tunnel, man. You know, uh, talk about it, man. So I got to Tyndall, and that's when uh, I met Petrazio. So me and Petrazio were on the same team, but I never, I never knew him because he would go off base and you know, be Petrazio. Right. So right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I never hung out with Petrazio. So, but when we got to the base, I was like, oh, I know him. We were, you know, we we're on the same team, and he had, I think I had a car and he didn't, and I didn't, I didn't know where the squadron was at, and Hannah Havnar was yeah. my sponsor. Okay. And so she looked, so she was like, hey, this dude's here, whatever, whatever. And she, she was like, you know, he doesn't have a car, but he can show you the squadron. I was like, all right, cool. And then I just messaged him, hey, I mean, I'll pick you up tomorrow. Right, just, right. you know, show me where to go. Spawned a 13, <laughs> 12, 13 year friendship off of literally just a car ride. You know what I'm saying? That's my right, right. dude, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so I get there, link up with Petrazio so we can go, you know, find a squad. And I just, you know, I just report in like normal. Mm-hmm. And Tyndall, Tyndall was my favorite base, man. It's it's now my second because I ended up going to Germany and that was my that was my Ooh, best. Man, but I, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, but Tyndall, man, Tyndall was great. I I don't I, I don't think of another I can't think of another place of all the bases I've been to where I would want to have learned my job there. Mm-hmm. Just be regular security forces because linking up with all of y'all, you know what I'm saying? And the type of leadership we had where if you did mess up, it stayed on flight majority of the time. And you know what I'm saying? They let they the flight chiefs handled it. You know what I'm saying? It didn't like escalate something big and something crazy. At least not for me. Not for me. I was about to say, I don't think uh the it was as uh, nice <laughs> sometimes, but yeah. Oh, Hulk over no, it, yeah. It was, it was nice. It was nice, but you know what I'm saying? I was fucked from that first deployment. If it wasn't, if it wasn't yeah. for that first deployment, fucking me yeah. over, 
Like right. I don't know, man. Yep. Yeah. yeah, shit would have been shit would have been completely different. Right now, was it was it? But after the first deployment, that's when me and you got put in the armory, though, right? Right. Everything right. was straight after that first deployment. Oh, shit, yeah, that's right. We can't get a second one. I, we I, did I, the armory <laughs> shit. Yeah. It was way yeah. different. Then. I mean. Okay. Okay. So it got a little better. It got yeah. a little better. Yeah. It hey, got a little. It got better, way better. Hey. So so. Okay. Real, way better. Hey. So real quick, man. Um. What was that transition like coming from Arizona, being with your sister, you know, kind of um, working, going to school, you know, fast forward a year and some change later, give or take. Now you're in like the big Air Force. You got a car, you know, you're in the dorms and shit. Now it's time for you to kind of make something of yourself. What was that like? What was it? What was it? What was it going like? Like going through that? It was, man, I'm telling you, man, it was a super easy transition for me because I had moved out of like my grandma's house at like 18. So I had like my own apartment, my own car at mm-hmm. 18. So I went from having my own stuff to being in basic mm-hmm. and kind of being downgraded. in a dorm room. I kind of downgraded, right? But I was already on my on my grown man shit. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, like this, like this is easy. This is easy for me. Mm-hmm. Being on my own was super easy. And I, I didn't have a problem with it, to be honest, man. It was it was nothing crazy. Even all the stuff that we used to do in the dorms. Because remember, I wasn't in the cop dorms. I was in the maintenance dorms across the parking lot. So Wait, I Keith, would right? come over. Yup. Right, I would right. come over. Uh, so me and Ray, me and Ray was over there. And uh, Matthews was like two doors down from me or mm-hmm. something, I want to say. All I think right. maybe. So I, uh, so not being over in the cop buildings where all the all the shit went down there. So I used to come over, party, and go home. Like fuck y'all shit up and go home. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, and for a hot minute, and for a hot minute, we weren't allowed to have alcohol in those dorms. We they they kept they kept getting in trouble. So they made us like a a cold dorm or whatever they called it, a dry dorm. Right. But y'all, y'all only had a uh, y'all had like mini fridges in y'all in y'all rooms though, right? Right. So my room. So y'all had a kitchen. I didn't right. have a kitchen, right? And y'all shared like a bathroom. I didn't share a bathroom. So I had like y'all had twin. Some of y'all had twin size beds. I had a full size bed. Right. So okay. it was just it was just to give, give and take. take. Yeah, but I was it was super chill for me. You know what I'm saying? I was like I wasn't a drinker when I came in the military. Like that wasn't that wasn't me. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I was, never you used to kill that ENJ. <laughs> yes. No, because every hey. now and then I still kill hey. ENJ. I don't hey, know what dude, I'm Hey man, you need a uh, uh I'm telling you right now, man, you need to go ahead and buy some stock in ENJ or whatever uh yeah. or whatever company <laughs> they're affiliated with. Hey, you should hey you should get on the sponsor one of your videos, man. Man, look, I got bottles over in the bar right now. You know what I'm saying? But I so before I joined the military and all that, like I never was a drinker. Mm-hmm. Like I, ne- I never, I never was a big on drink. Every now and then, mm-hmm. I would have ENJ. So that's the only thing I knew. So, so coming in the military, everybody, y'all, everybody's drinking. Is I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't drink. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I just hoop. Like all I did was play basketball. I was just hooping. Oh, you're a I was hooper? like, I don't want to be slugging. Yeah, 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 man. I used to be a big. I used to be big in the hooping, man. How, how did this never come up, man? I don't know, man. I because once we got to Tyndall, I just stopped hooping because I was like, I was trying to be on, I don't know, some other stuff. I don't know what I was trying to be on. But that's wild. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, I used to the hoop squadron's all the time, team was man. pretty good. 
Like during yeah. that time, yeah, they were pretty good, yeah. man. Hey, yeah, and, yeah. No, I, I re well, I watched the damn um, the decision, the LeBron decision at your apartment. You remember that? Yeah. And how did yeah. <laughs> the fact that you? Okay. I don't know, man. I used to be a big in the hoop, but like for high school, like I never was on. Uh, I was just on like JV team. I never made it to the varsity. But yeah, man, like I was to be a big hooper, man. And right. you, uh, if y'all ever talk to Coop, man, me and Coop and um, right, right, and Iraq, it'd be me, Coop, and Moss. We would always go hoop, man. And then I just, I just stopped hooping, man. I just gave it up. I was like, I ain't going to no league, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just gave it up, man. And just, uh, I think that's when I made my transition to like start lifting weights or whatever in the desert. But let's bring it back. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah. So at um, at Timber, man, it was it was good though, because I was on my own, which I was perfectly fine with. You know what I'm saying? I had no problem. And then I think. Once we all clicked up and linked up, that's when I was like, oh, you know, like the military is cool. And then you next thing you know, like I've been in for, you know, like two years already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I never really like clicked. I can't hear you. Oh, shit. I was mute. Sorry. To, sorry about that. No, I said time definitely flies when, when you end. Like you said, you, um, you blinked and it was two years. Yeah, that shit definitely yeah. fly by, man. Yeah, it was super. It was super easy for me uh, the transition at Tendo, and then like I said, I started. I think we the armory had opened up, and I I forgot who was in the armory before us. So I think it was named like what was his name like or somebody else was back yeah, there. Don't get me on or that. Or Herman. Herman too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh great. Great. <laughs> Yo, I still remember that shit to this day, bro. We're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. You're going to lose a weapon on his shift and try and blame it on me. (laughs) So I saw and I think working back. I was like, oh, the armory would be a good gig because I got tired of working gate flight line, gate flight line. I literally would stop looking at the schedule to be like, I was on the gate last night. I'm on the flight line tonight. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start that i think that's when i started really adopting the military and was like i want to be a little bit better i want to like what's the next level what what else do i want to do mm-hmm. let's work towards something so i wanted to be a patrolman because i got tired of working gate and flight line mm-hmm. and i was like well if i get patrolman certified and then i'm already a flight armor because you remember the armor used to close and used to go out and be a patrolman right right so i was like all right cool I'm gonna make it where they can't deny me on being a patrolman because a little a little time there I was a patrolman and that would still put me on gate and flight line and I'm like okay all right cool that's how y'all want to play it I'm gonna make it where you have to put me on the road you have to you have to put me where I want to be right right and uh, and that's when I like was doing the flight armor and then I put in for the armory job and that's when we were the <laughs> the goon squads of the armory <laughs> that was a, that was a fun time man um, hey, that was a great time man you know I, I, for me like that was like uh, my way to kind of circumvent you know being on the gates because I was like well it, the logic was like nobody really wants to work the armory really and I was like well if you work nope. the armory you get to be on patrol and nobody fucks with Romeo they just ask you to do shit and I'm fine with that yep. so I'm like okay and I, you know it was kind of like alright well you know come in play my music you know you get shit bumping you know hey go do your thing and you know I just drive out do my rams and to be honest with you if I could have only done that I would have been fine. Well, you know, besides yeah. getting in trouble and shit, you know, I would have been fine. But yeah. you know, it was a it was a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. 
uh, what was the uh, the party life like, man? How did how did you get into it initially? How did it start out? You know, we kind of know how it you know went in a sense. Um, what was that like, man? And, and I guess it's a, it's an open conversation. I know for me, I was in you know I was with a. Uh, you know, at the time, so I was kind of like, you know, playing that 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 line. Um, but Josh, you know, Cody, what was that time period like for y'all? Because I didn't really get experience shit until I got back. Yeah. Or, yeah. or after I, I, remember, I remember you were sheltered a little bit. You were sheltered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> That's the, that's the best uh, word you could have used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me, so me and Grant became cooler when we worked in the armory because we would have the same off days mm. or i think he would like i would relieve him and he'd be off that night and i'll be getting off that night so i didn't i didn't if y'all were at work i'm like grant what you what you doing he was mm. like well i'm about to go to uglies well mm. i'm already in ugly so <laughs> i'll see you here <laughs> you know what i'm saying hey and that's like that's how it, that's how it went because the only person like i knew who was off who would want to do something, I would literally call Grant up and be like, yo, what you doing? Oh, I'm at the dorm room check. All right, man, I got some beers. I'm going to come over. Like, that's all. I, like, I didn't yep. know, have anybody else to hang out with. And he'd be like, yo, I'm about to go down to Destin. Cool, I'm about to hop in the truck. And he'd be like, where you at? <laughs> and one, one time he went to Destin, I literally parked my car at a Walmart <laughs> and just got in the car. Yo, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and, we shot, and we shot down to Destin. <laughs> he, was the only, he was the only person I knew. But before that, so I never, so I don't know if you ever noticed, which y'all was doing your own thing. Y'all ain't paying no mind to me. But I never, I never had like a group of people that I hung out with constantly. Cause I've always been like, oh, y'all, y'all wanna go have fun? Cool, I'll go with you. Oh, y'all going over here? I'll go with you. Like I didn't, I thought, I didn't have my own specific group. I just party. I would party with anybody, well, everybody who was doing something. Well, I thought I thought you're like, you know, your 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 ace was because, you know, whenever I it was usually like y'all too. whenever I would see y'all. So I just assumed that, you know, that and then, you know, y'all had an apartment apartment and everything. Um, so me, I didn't meet I didn't meet until that deployment. OK, I never I never even knew until that deployment. And you know, so that and so we all went on the deployment again. We came back and then me house together, and then we had like got another house together. Mm-hmm. So before that, I would either call Petrazio, he's in the dorms, you know what I'm saying? He underage. So I was already 21. Uh, I think I was 21 at the time, so he's underage. So you know, we ain't really trying to get in trouble. So I would just go kick it with him. Or before I go kick it with him, I would be with somebody else before mm-hmm. I even go hang out with them in the dorms. So I I just wanted to hang out. If you were doing something that I thought was fun or I could engage with the other people from flight and stuff from the other flights, right. I would go do it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just here. I'm here to meet people, have fun. So I never really had, if you ever really paid attention, man, I would pop up most likely by myself or to be right. with Coop or Patrazio. You know what I'm saying? I legit would hang out with everybody. Right. I, I never even gave that much thought to it. Uh, yep. So Panama City you know, maybe after your first spring break, you know, you get the hang of it. You know, what was the beach experience, the beach life for you for the years that you were at Tyndall? Not, not nothing crazy. I was always deployed. I was always deployed during spring break. So when people was filling up camelbacks with alcohol <laughs> on the beach, <laughs> I, 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 
man. For real. <laughs> I, never, I, never, I never experienced that. And, and I was so happy when I got orders to Panama City because right. I was like one of the spring break capitals of the world because it was like top five or number one by in like 08 when we went. Right, right. So, and I'm like, man, I finally get to see Lil Wayne in concert because y'all know that's my dude, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I finally get to see him in concert. He skipped, he skipped that one. <laughs> he skipped, he skipped that spring break. I got deployed in 09. He came that spring break. I got deployed the next one. He skipped that spring break and I think he never came back again. Oh, so sure. I never, I've never, I never had the crazy spring break experiences like talking about. Now, uglies, I would go to uglies during spring break and turn up, yeah. but like that was it. So I never really had stupid, crazy stories like that. So spring, so Panama City was normal to me. So right. I, I'm telling you, man, like if, if I wasn't hanging out with like the people I knew from, the military people, I didn't have a lot of civilian friends, so I wasn't turning up on the beach and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I really wasn't that I really wasn't that crazy. Maybe I didn't embrace Panama City like I could have. But uh, I mean, I had fun. Definitely yeah. had fun. <laughs> but uh, I, it wasn't it wasn't super crazy for me. And I don't I didn't lose my mind too often. But if I did, it was with some military people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. I, yeah, I um. I just, you know, I don't really, you know, fuck with Facebook anymore, really. I'm, like, on it sporadically. Uh, I just so happened to be on my pictures, and it was pictures of, pictures I took of you, right? Um, we was at Uglies. Um, we was hanging out with some of the, uh, the Uglies girls, you know, shenanigans once again. Yeah. And I'm, like, right. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck possessed me to put this shit on Facebook? <laughs> Young and dumb, young and crazy. And why wasn't something it till, wrong? And why wasn't it till 2021 where something said, man, <laughs> you should probably take this down. <laughs> this dude is like, this is like 10 years ago. This man's a whole nother person. You know, yeah. got this I, shit up I mean, I don't, I don't care. You, we were young. You know what I'm saying? Right, we right. We were young. We were having fun. But I'm telling you, like, I never, I never thought we took it. So where these these new kids take it, I never thought we took it too crazy. Maybe I was like still sheltering myself right, from right. certain people, you know, whatever, whatever they were doing. But I never I never thought we took it too far or had too much fun uh, or what we called fun. But nah, man, I, I had a good time in Panama City, right. man. I, so I said I don't I can't out of all the bases I've been to. I can't think of a better place where like I was born in the military and security forces. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I, I had a great time when I was there, man. Yeah, you're gonna have to put me on of what these new kids are doing, man. Maybe maybe, maybe man, towards the end. Did you talk about these young yeah. airmen? The, yeah. Okay. All right. We, yeah. we we gonna compare contrast and you know <laughs> see what they got going on. I only I only have stories from like what my uh, my uh, my kid's mom my kid's mom said because she works flight. She's security forces. She works flight, so okay. I can only go off what she has because you know I'm not I'm still not back on flight yet or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's it's every every day does a good story, man. I can't say too much, but yeah, every day. It's All right, <laughs> all right, man. Um, so that first deployment for you was Balad. Um, talk about that, man. No, y'all had a longer RTC. You know, there's a I'm getting deployed feeling. You know, you go through a whole range of emotions. For me, you know, my shit wasn't really real until I got there, right? But, you know, again, with the transition and everything, you know, uh, talk about, you know, what that experience was like for you. Man, y'all going to be like, there's no way. So I, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to Iraq. I think that if I if I do my job and I do it right, mm-hmm. I'll come home. And that's and that's how I and that's how I I usually take everything and that's how I took it. So my sister was more worried about it than me. I really didn't tell my sister I was going to Iraq until I was in Iraq because I didn't want to hear it mm-hmm. from her. I didn't want her to lose it. And then it makes me start questioning and lose it. Mm-hmm. And so all the RTC was in, I think, Vegas. We went to Creech. No, okay. we went to Creech. Okay. We went to Creech for this one. So all of my RTCs, I never, I never came back home mm-hmm. and then left again. So all of my RTCs I ever went to, I did my 45 days or whatever, and we would stay there and deploy from there. So even like, so that's, and that's what people were getting in trouble too. They would go to the RTC, come back and be like living with somebody, be trying to party it up one last time before they left. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never got in trouble like that. So we're in Iraq. So training, training was dope. It was straight. Like it wasn't really anything because I had, I've always, I had that good leadership. Mm-hmm. I had Moss, I had Flint. And I had somebody else and they were like, hey, look, training is always going to be harder than the actual deployment. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like that's, that don't really make sense. But mm-hmm. I can see how that see how it happens. So we so we do the training. It's straight. Then we do the de- we're So we're at the deployment. Right, so and that was on, it. Man. Hold, on, so, hold, on, hold on. So you find out that you're doing OTW missions, right? Um, yep. did that change the, how you felt about the deployment? Did that change, you know, Hey, I'm going to be actually outside, outside. No, not really. Because I was looking at it from a, a, a bigger picture, more realistic. I was like, the Marines have already went through and did, did some stuff. <laughs> the army, the army has already went through and did some stuff. Like air okay. force is kind of like we're maintaining. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. We're maintaining. All right. So I, I always, I always have a, I'm a very half glass full type of person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, is this is this is okay with me? Like I'm, I'm okay with what we're about to go through because I know we're not the first boots on the ground. So and so, so and so. Like we might get into it, but most likely not. We're not gonna get into it. And that's how I talk myself up to mm-hmm. going on the deployment. I had to hype myself up, man. All right. All right. So, you know, continue. You get in the country. Um, you know, you got to hop from, it's like, what, three different flights to get there or some shit like that? Yeah, um, yeah it get, was a grip. You got to go through Qatar, you know, going through the heat wave, and then you land in country. Um, you know, feel free to, you know, go into whatever amount of detail you can, would like, would, would not like to, you know, give us your experience of, you know, being in a line unit. So getting, getting in. And I'm, I'm starting to get goosebumps, like no lie. So getting <laughs> in, so we do the combat landing, right, to get in. Mm-hmm. And our and our plane gets shot. The uh, wing gets a couple of shots. No shit. Yeah, yeah. So the wing gets a couple of shots. So we're combat landing in. Like, I know we, we dropped so hard and fast that I remember, what's her name? Her name was Long. I think she got married. I don't know if it's Long anymore. She was sitting next to she was sitting next to me. We dropped so hard, her legs came, her, her little legs came up and I pushed them down. I was like, what is going on? Because they didn't tell us we were combat landing. We just did it. I don't know if it was planned in the beginning, but we just did it. Right, right. So now so now we combat land, whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we find out later that the plane had got a couple rounds shot at it because we didn't know at that moment. Right. Uh, so we're sitting in the terminal and we're just chilling. And this is, this is where it gets, it gets wild at where I'm like, 
uh, I don't think I rat people or the people I need to worry about. It was myself I had to worry about. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it dark real quick. While we were in the terminal, just got there, somebody killed themselves in the portageon outside the terminal. Yeah. So I was like, wait, wait. So it was that's why I say it wasn't the Iraqi people or what the terrorists mm-hmm. like that that I needed to worry about. It was myself. I had to occupy my mind before my mind took me somewhere I didn't want to be. Mm. Right. So when that happened outside the Porter John house in the Porter John outside the terminal, we were like, wait, wait, what? And uh, I was like, OK, I need to I need to get my mind right. I need to do something to you know get my mind out of out of Iraq, but mm-hmm. to still, you know, keep me on the up it's and up, mission. keep me moving. Right. Yep. So uh, it was it was playing basketball. It was playing basketball. And then it was like the weights lifting weights at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. But the missions, the missions weren't bad. I think we did a seven and one or something like that. Y'all probably was like three on three off over there. Gucci. But uh, we, <laughs> nah, nah, man, we, we, work, we we work four eight. So I'm- and, yeah, and did you really? Four, yeah, we were four, 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 four eights and two twelves. Hey, 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 so, 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 real quick, right? Um, give a little backstory. In our defense, right? Um, we did try to come out there with y'all, right? We did throw it up okay. to Cap uh, Wankowski, and there was a master sergeant that always was that was from y'all side. Um, I don't remember his name, but you know, we ran it by, and it came down to uh, you know, I think this was like uh, what RTC did we go to or some shit like that? Yeah. It's like, well, if you didn't, yep. you know, they do, let y'all come. yeah, I was like, gosh, oh, shucks, you know, I guess I gotta go back yep. to go back to the office. Yeah, um, yeah, I got yeah, or or I gotta work the gate and wave to y'all when y'all go out there. Like, oh, okay, that's cool, but yeah. Okay. Was, we still had a pretty good a pretty good job that no not too many people said they could do man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I can't I can't lie. I can't lie. Uh so it sounds it kind of sounds like, you know, you at an early stage in the deployment kind of realized that the mental health part is really important that you know, you kind of really need to stay on track. Uh that's something that's really interesting because, you know, for me, I didn't really realize that, you know, until it was already kind of maybe not too late, but you know, you know, when when leadership gets involved in this art, it's like, all right, well, shit, you know, it, that's what I mean by too late. Um, so, you know, you playing yeah. ball and shit like that. Um, being uh, being out there outside the wire. Um, did y'all um, how often did y'all get out the Humvees, interact with the uh, with the locals, um, things like that? What was that experience like? It was. It was eye opening to see how they lived because, like, you know, like some of their houses are made out of mud, you know, mm-hmm. just straight mud huts. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. But growing up in Louisiana, man, like, it's mm-hmm. like I've seen slums, like, we didn't have mud huts, obviously, mm-hmm. but like, I've been in the, the ghetto, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I understand to not judge people just mm-hmm. by the way they live. So mm-hmm. my Louisiana background helped me out a lot when I was there. So it wasn't like, oh, here's food, here's water. It was like, oh, hey, how y'all doing today? Right. Oh, what's up? Okay, hey, you know, oh, oh, okay, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. Well, y'all need, y'all need anything? Y'all, y'all need, y'all do y'all need food and water? Like, do you want it? You know what I'm saying? So I, I learned at a at a early age to not just come in and just here's the helping hand, here's this, that, and the third. Yeah. Like you, these are these are still human beings. You know what I'm saying? 
talk to them like they're humans, and then you offer up your assistance. And if they want it, take it. Cool. But no, don't force it upon them. You know what I'm saying? So it was cool. So I, I got out the Humvee every now and then because uh, I was a driver and a gunner. You know, we don't leave the trucks. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I would I would get I would get to uh, get out and go do like dismount and walk through the the wadis, walk through the cities or whatever. And it was it was great. It was a great time. It was like I said, I think my upbringing helped me to not to to be like treat them like humans you know what i'm saying not just like oh they need this right if they want it they'll 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 say they want it from us i i remember like you know watching the people you know on camera and you know being from being from jamaica and living there is like i said it i said it you know quite a few episodes back it was like just watching you know a bunch of poor middle class people you know just go about their day Right. Yeah. The, the dressing was yep. the way they dress and talk was different. But like just watching them, you know, because like, you know, RTC and, you know, the military and the news, they give you this idea of what, you know, the locals are like. Right. And you kind of have this, this mm-hmm. picture of what they are until you actually get there and see it for yourselves. And you're like, you know, it, these ain't, you know, a bunch of crazy screaming people that all want to kill me. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're exactly they're just, they're just exactly. minding their business, essentially, you know, Um yeah, but I thought I thought that was really interesting. Um, that's all I got for that question, um, Josh. I let you, I let you have it. All right, all right. So, um, what are some lessons you learned about uh, becoming an MCO, um, and how do you approach being a supervisor? Man, look, the I sold on uh, E five staff sergeant. Oh yeah, right? oh, yeah. Real I quick. sold that on. Real quick, uh, congrats on making staff and tech. You know, we really. <laughs> You know, I really, you know, give you the the praise you deserve and your flowers and whatnot. So, you know, a couple gunshots for that, you know. Um, Yeah, continue on that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, So I I sold on staff in RTC before we, for my second deployment, I want to say. I think I was going to Afghanistan and I put on staff there. My very first day, very first day as a staff, and this is set. This has literally been the building block of me being an NCO. My very first day as putting on staff, this airman from another team came up to me and he was like, Sergeant Stafford, I haven't been getting paid. And I was like, like what? Like, wait, what? He was like, I haven't been getting paid the whole time we've been here. Jeez. And I was like, damn. Well, who's your who's your team lead? Like, who? Why are you asking me? <laughs> It blew my mind, right? But what he saw, I'm assuming, I'm assuming mm-hmm. what he saw was like, I I trust this guy, I trust this NCO to bring him my problem, and I don't trust my team lead, who is now my supervisor. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him at all with this problem. And I was like, I don't want to be, I like being the guy I am now, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to ever be like my my troop or my whatever, they don't want to bring me their problem. Mm. Literally, then and there, I was like, "Well, let's 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 go talk to the cadre and be like, hey, you're not you haven't been getting paid since you got here, and they can get you the finance, they can help you." But the right. man did. We was in training for forty five days. The man didn't get paid, Jesus right? God. But we had the defat, so he was he was eating and drinking, and mm-hmm. he was good, but he wasn't receiving a paycheck. So I was like, damn, first day with this stripe arm and somebody was like, trust me enough and saw 
Right. From outside looking in, like me? they saw, they wanted to bring. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you trust me? I was just trying to get paid. You know, I was just... and that right there, man, has been the building block of me being an NCO, man. I right. I try. I you know, you gotta be firm but fair, but I try, I try to always be that person where they can come and talk to me. Like, hey, Sergeant Stafford, I, I need help. I don't know how to do this. Like I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting something. So ever since then, man, over the couple of years, man, that's that's how I've just been trying to be. Okay. 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 It's like, um, you notice anything? What What are some of the noticeable changes you've seen since um since you first enlisted? You know, sound like. And that that's an Air Force question. Uh, I, I mean, Air that. Force. Okay. Yeah. Or, 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 or you know, go into whatever detail you like. My bad for not you know going explaining that question. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. So. I coming in the Air Force, I think when I came in, things were handled on flight. Like I was saying earlier, like things were handled on flight at the it really was handled at the lowest level. Right. I think I think if me and Petrazio or me and whoever did get in trouble, it was on flight and it never left the, from the flight chief mouth any higher. Like, all right, cool. Guess what? You're going you're going to help. You're going to go clean a deployed person's room. Because we have room inspections, right? That was our punishment if we did get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It was nothing. It, it, it never went any higher. And I think nowadays it's, shoot, dog eat dog. I do mm. think that people just just tell, like, why are you telling on this lower airman to make yourself look better? Like, mm. I view, now, I, I do think that sometimes people deserve paperwork, but I don't think an NCO should just always be paperwork, 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 paperwork. And then they're like, well, you know, I gave out 10 pieces of paperwork this year. Like, don't, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that's where we're at now. I think it's a lot of paperwork versus, nah, go go clean this gate. I don't know if y'all remember. Right. right. I don't know if y'all remember at Tyndall. Remember when you were DNA Rod Squad? Oh, yeah. You would redo gates? (laughs) Yeah. Paint paint buildings, paint walls. Paint buildings, paint walls. Rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And and so that's what I grew up on. I grew up on, oh, I ain't going to give you paperwork. I'm going to smoke you. You're going to go retile this gate. I don't know how to tile. Bring up YouTube. You'll learn. You'll learn how to retile this gate. I don't know right. if y'all remember Tyndall, Tyndall Gate or the main gate and the flight line gate. They got re the re the rhino stuff for the tables. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. was done by airmen on the rod squad. Oh man. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot of security forces out there that's that's all that's pretty good at landscaping. <laughs> hey, for real. For real. So security re, the retiling, the retiling oh, of the flight line gate was done by I remember it was done by two airmen, two or three airmen. And I was like, y'all know what y'all doing? They was like, nah, we kind of just been looking this up and like we just been going. And they did a great job, though. Right. <laughs> they did a great job. But that's what I learned on. I learned on, I'm not gonna give you paperwork. I'm, I'm gonna give you punishment. And right. I forgot those first couple commanders that we had. That's what they were on. They were on repaint the hallways in the squadron. Right. Oh, go retile the gates. Oh, go, go pull up weeds in front of the gates or outside mm. the, the perimeter fence. Right. So now I'm like, okay, cool. And now I understand, mm-hmm. or I think I understand that the way I can punish you, I don't have to write your paperwork, which is easy. I didn't right. know how easy it is. <laughs> it's easy now. I, I legit have a template and I could just type into the template and it's done. 
But now I'm like, I'll take your off time from you. Mm. That hurt. That hurt me as an airman. Yeah, it hurt me too. And and that's that's how I came up. And that's right. <laughs> so that's how I came up. And that's what that's the NCO I am right now. Now, if you want this work, I'll give it to you. But right. I'm gonna take your time off before that, and hopefully that corrects you. And I never, we never have to have this conversation again. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that that when I, from Air Force point of view, that's how I came up, and that's how I still am. Right now, but nowadays, there's that. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You say nowadays. Nowadays, like uh, like I said, my kid's mom tells me every day on flight is something. An airman and lock their gear in their car in another state, in, in another city. I'd be like, what? You'd be like, someone, someone broke in my car and stole my gear. I'm like, that happens, but you have a locker at work. Why wouldn't why didn't you put your stuff in your locker at work? You know what I'm saying? Every day she's like, it's something new. And I and I and I tell her, but I'm from that, you know, I'm from the not on flight point of view for a long time. Right, right. I tell her, I'm like, when you're dealing with 40 individuals under you Damn, you most that. likely might have something every day but but i used to be like i, I might have been the perfect troop at tyndall you know what i'm saying yeah. i literally came to work yeah. came to work went home was at work on time i didn't do anything stupid at work like i didn't you know like on cut holes shit. in the wheel right right yeah you know, i didn't you know you know i we think just yeah, I think all of us, like, none of our issues were ever, like, work-related. It was work. just, like, work-adjacent, you know, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so nowadays, it's it's like, yo, what you're doing can hinder your, can mess up your career. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I don't know if it's the new age people coming in, you know, the I don't want to call them millennials, but just new age Gen airmen Z, coming in. I think, well, we're, we're, yeah. well, we're millennials. Um, Gen Z is the, um, old is, uh, is Gen Z. And then, um, I forget. Gen the one Y or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like the people after us. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they understand that they're in the military just yet. Mm-hmm. And you got to leave that hood stuff. You got to leave that ghetto stuff. You got to leave the entitlement. country stuff, the country redneck shit. stuff, the entitlement just right. to get all versions of people. Right. You got to leave it behind and adopt a military way of life or just get out, man. Just mm-hmm. don't mess up and get out and don't ruin your life, your career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just I just think they haven't they haven't got it yet and it's a little different. But I'm also looking from the NCO point of view. Maybe we were, maybe we were bad, and the flight chiefs were like, "Yo, like these kids are really getting on my nerves." Maybe it was something every day, but I, I don't think it was, and I know it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I'd be like, I didn't get, I just came to work and went home. Like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, so, I, I think you know when, um, you know. I think at Tyndall, our, our flights were fairly small compared to a lot of other bases. Yeah, you know, but you yeah, know, they we, were. with with us having the beach, you know, it kind of the beach was like the X factor. Even though we don't have big flights, it's like, yo, one bad weekend can fuck up a whole flight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, it's it really like, could because we all hung out together. <laughs> exactly, we all hung out together. Right. And, and so, all, like, yo, it's like, what? go ahead, go right, ahead. right, right. And so, um, you know, with bigger flights, and you know, a lot. A, 
you know, I, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. You know, I think a lot of these younger airmen, you know, uh, they might be, you know, a lot of them more likely have kids now, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more other shit, you know. And it's, I feel like when you're young, yeah. you know, you just like it's just you. It's a lot less shit you have to, you know, come to your flight chief with young single people, yep. healthy people like, you know, those are the best best kinds. You know, I remember having troops who have kids and it's like. I don't have to just worry about you, you know, your kids and <laughs> yeah, your wife. Right. I gotta, I gotta go to the dorms. Yeah. Hey, is, is, is your husband putting his hands on you? Like, like who? Yeah. Like as a senior airman, what the fuck am I doing in my troops house trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> this shit? Like, you know, it's, exactly. it's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts, man. So I get it. I don't, you know, I, you know, kudos to her. You know, I with her. She's a what uh, staff tech now. She's a tech now. Yeah. Hey, you know that—that's what them stripes are for, man. You know, the y'all, y'all are good exactly. ones. Y'all, y'all are good, good ones that are doing doing the Lord's work, man. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. And that's, and I think it's just also going back to what Grant was talking about, like, yo, like, what NCO did I want to be? Mm-hmm. And I, so I could, I could, I could be clammed up. Don't bring me your problems. I got my own problems, you know, to deal with or whatever. But I, I don't want to be like that. So when you aren't like that, clammed up, mm-hmm. people tend to bring you their problems and be like, all right, well, let me deal with it. Let me deal with this. Let me deal with that. So let me help you out. Now, if I was clammed up and I was like, don't talk to me unless it's about work, yeah. I guarantee I wouldn't be stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just it goes back to the type of NCO you want to you want to be. Right. And I think that's a big bring it back. I think that's the big difference uh, between when I came in the military and what we have now. I think you and I had had um, well, I can only reference Tyndall, um, and I said this to Josh too. Having the right kind of supervisors early in your career can also do a whole lot, and it can also kind of make make or break you. Because I had Sergeant Brooks at two separate points when I first first got there, right, Right. and then later in my career, and those were the noticeable point, notable point, noticeable points for me in my career because I'm like, there are times where I I fucked up, fucked up, and y'all know about him, right? And if not for him saying, yeah. hey, ride this shit out, they gonna DNA you, this shit gonna happen, they might even shit on you for a little bit, but I got your back, right? Shit that happened out there, right. come, come to me with that shit, right? Hey, when you fuck yeah. up, I'm going to get in your ass, but, you know, it's still all love. I'm going to still joke around with you. Just know that when you fuck up, you know, I'm going to have to set you straight. And if you don't fuck up, then yep. we got to be cool all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for me, right. that, for, I feel like had I stayed in, stayed in, I would have probably, I would have tried to, you know, uh, put that on to my troops. You know, Well, the troops I did have, you know, that was the way I tried to be, yeah. you know, at the time. Because, yep. you know, they, they threw me troops as a senior airman. Um but yeah, man, having that the right kind of supervisor, man, is definitely you know uh, the best way to go. And we've we've talked to uh, you know a few other people who were who were on active duty who did have like the mindset that as you, but it was like yo. You know, the military kind of fucked me over, so I'm out. And I said to them, you know, y'all the kind of people that need to stay in, you know, and help, you know, the younger, you know, E1s through fours, you know, kind of get right. So, you know, kudos yeah. for, kudos to, for staying in as long as you have. I don't know how much longer you're going to stay in. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I don't know either. I, I, know, I know you've been, you know, you know, you've been a nomad, you know, you've been traveling all over the world and shit, you know, so um, I don't yeah, know when you're going to get out, man. Nice, nice. So what is um so what has been like overseas for you? Um, tell us your experience, like the type of people, you know, what I'm saying the treat the treatment that you receive. Um, was there like any culture shock? You know, what I'm saying like adjustments you had to make. 
I so my so I went from Tyndall, I went to Intellic, and from Intellic I went to Spangalum. Spangalum I went to I went to Texas. From Texas I went to Korea. From Korea I came to Germany. Right. Oh shit. So okay, from, right, so, hey, yeah, so, real, I've been real, moving real, 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 <laughs> real quick. I need a I need. Military did just come out with this whole joint spouse thing, so. Maybe I'll be making my way to a base close to theirs. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's fun. I'm having a good time being a dad. Uh, I do catch myself doing like dad stuff, I guess. I don't really know. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to tell my son to take the trash out. I'm tired of taking the trash out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to tell him to go get this remote to the TV, even though it's right there. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I can't wait. I, I tell you what, man, you know, it's, it's, it's dope, um, you know, it is it was like a blessing and a curse you know uh getting uh you know so last year i was working you know security you know just so you know security you know in the civilian world plays great you got to deal with some bullshit but you know um pays decent money um right however got let go um during the height of the pandemic um been home for a minute uh but i've been home with the baby most of the time and what that actually kind of did was it just, you know, allowed me to spend all my time with him. So I started noticing, you know, that like he's picking up my mannerisms. Like he's like, yep. in the, he's like <laughs> in the same movies as me. Right. Like <laughs> every day we watch the first 15 minutes of um, I am legend. Right. Up until when, uh, <laughs> you know, the dog goes into the, uh, the room or when Sam goes into yeah. the room, right? We watch right up in, in, until there because he loves the, you know, the Bob Marley song. So I'm just realizing like, yo, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm putting, you know, parts of myself into him. And it's like, you know, is he picking up the bad shit too? Because, you know, I like to disappear. Yeah. I like to disappear, you know, go, you know, puff, puff, imagine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I don't even know sometimes what he's picking up, what he's not picking up. So it's, um, it's been an experience, man. And it's like, you know, we have a lot of these shared experiences that we can pull on and, you know, put into them when the time comes. Because, you know, our kids are going to be teenagers at one point, right? They're going to be going through some of the yeah. shit that we went through. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with kids their age, drugs, sex, all of that shit. And it's like, you right. can't, I realize you can't be, you can't be robotic when it comes to your kids, right? Like, hey, hey, go outside and go to school and come back home. Like, dog, yeah. like it might be, you know, it, it's so many things that can happen, right? You can't just be like, don't do this, don't do that, right? What if it's a bad and it's your first time dealing with a yeah. dad, what do I do? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, can I, I get some I advice? Agree. Uh, shit, I was, yeah, I, was <laughs> I was listening to a J. Cole song, uh, it's on his album, you know, and, um, you know, in the song he says, um, today my son, dad, it said, dad, let go my hand, right? Um, that, Right there, kind of struck struck a chord with me because I'm like, what he's you know obviously what he's saying is like, yo man, one day your son is gonna be like, hey man, don't I don't want you to be my daddy no more, right? Just just be my dad, yeah. right? You got to be more grown up. Don't hold my just hand be, and shit be like. Be in my corner, right? Yep. And then he also talks yeah. about you know um, niggas is gonna try him at some point, right? Um, somebody like Keith never been in a fight. To me, that is fucking crazy. I've been fighting my whole life. Yeah. Right. So for him, yeah. I'm thinking like, <laughs> hey, dudes is going to try him at some point and I ain't going to be there and I can always be there to protect you. So now I'm thinking, hey, what do I teach him, you know, to 
help him in these situations or her if I ever have a daughter, you know, when I'm not there. And, you know, right. I, I can't tell him, hey, I can't tell him be Machete Joe every time. Right. Nah. sometimes you got to know when to say I'm not, I'm not going to fight today. You know what I'm saying? I forgot. Wait. wait. Yeah, machete Joe retired. Uh. Machete Joe. <laughs> I forgot about Machete Joe. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, Machete Joe. Alex, grant three piece to lock her up one day. Nah, oh, nah. my God. <laughs> Uh, oh, you hey, missed the tree then. <laughs> I I wasn't there for the tree. Oh, I was man. there when you were like the most angriest person in the world in this quadrant. <laughs> I remember. I remember one day I was like, "Man, I'm the most disgruntled person in the military today." And I think you and you and uh, Matthews is rolling through. And you was like, "Nah, it ain't you." <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, I I got you. But I, I, I just keep thinking about it. Like it's gonna, it's gonna come in in pieces and waves. Mm-hmm. Right now, he got you. Now I do. I will be like, hey, you're gonna be in boxing, but you're gonna know how to box to protect yourself. Right. You're not gonna be boxing to be a, a fucking bully in school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I grew up. I grew up with my grandma, and the way my I'm old school. Grandma say, don't start a fight. But when you when you get in a fight at school, you finish it. That's how she said. That's what she told me and my sister. And she would say, when you get suspended, you come home. I'm gonna beat your ass. Like that's that's where it was. A hundred percent. That's how it was. Yeah. Uh, it was like, yo, you don't you don't start a fight, but if you do, you finish it. And when you come home, you, you gonna get in trouble for it. I'm gonna beat your ass again. So that's how it was. So you know what I'm saying? Like, and what I mean by that, like, like I want him to play sports. But what if you don't want to play sports? That's cool. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you in boxing if you want to continue to box. Cool. But if you don't, you still going to have that little muscle memory. You got to two, three-piece somebody up, yeah. however it is. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it's going to come in waves. But I, I do want to be the dad because I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to learn a lot of stuff. From the people around me, from the dudes down, the old dudes down the street who work on the cars, and mm-hmm. I just happened to be over there because I was hooping in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I learned how to be a man. So my whole thing is teaching him to be a man is gonna be like, hey, you know, here's here's the boxing lessons. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. You know how to protect yourself or defend yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or the you can play a sport, you can play a sport that's fine. If you don't, that's there's more to it. You know what I'm saying? Get your degree because me and between me and your mom, we got like four or five degrees. Oh, sure. And you and you know what I'm saying? The diploma from high school, we're not counting them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 how or the type of father I want to be in 2021 right now. Right. You know, in a couple years, life might give me some licks or whatever, and I might change my point of view of things. But I don't want him to. I don't want him to be exactly like me. Right. There's already just. There's, I, I, there's already. I feel you. I feel you. I, I want you I, I to understand. be yourself. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you options. Be a boxer. Don't be a boxer. Right. Okay. Go to college. Don't go. Hey, guess what? There's millionaires who didn't go to college. Right. But I'm gonna give you the option, and I'm gonna give you the examples that between me and your mom, 
we got these we got these degrees so Man. here's here's that option if not learn your trade and there you go right you know I, what i'm saying i i want to be able to give him options i didn't have options mm-hmm. or little did i know i didn't the options weren't clear to me it was more or less do this and okay cody like no, i kind of just this, figured that. <laughs> figured yeah i figured shit out on my own and i i definitely don't want him to do that i just want to be able to give him the options right um you you just you mentioned some um Oh, shit. Josh, did, did you want to add in, man? I know we, we're kind of freestyling it. No, nah, right I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm 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 actually, you know, what I'm saying, just listening to the conversation, like. Okay. Well, well, well uh, uh, what what about what about the dad thing, man? Like, you know, I know you got a daughter. She's 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 a lot. Yeah, he got a little girl. Hey, that, that, he's a lot I wanted a girl. Um, Why? I wanted a girl. I wanted. To, I I I shit you not. Yeah. Ashlyn, I hope she comments in the comment section. <laughs> I really, I really wanted a little girl. I wanted, I wanted daddy's little girl. Dang. That's what I wanted. Okay. Because I, I, I got a boy. He gonna be grown by like two because he came from me. So he's gonna be like, oh, I'm good, dad. I don't want like whatever. Like a little girl ain't gonna forget daddy's birthday. A little girl ain't but, gonna forget Father's Day. But but hey man, I don't know. I gotta I gotta push back a little bit, man. It's so all right. So 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 I remember I remember what it is now. So you said earlier you don't want him to be exactly like you. I feel the same way, right? Yeah. Because I said to I said to Josh a few episodes, um, and specifically what I said, um, and I'll I'll say it I'll say it now. You know, I mean, I don't want I don't want my son to be, for example, running around with women the way I was in my twenties, in my later twenties or during that time frame, Right. I don't want him right. uh, making some of the, um, bad decisions. Like for example, drinking and driving with me. Um, I, I yeah. did it a bunch of times. I just never fucking got caught. Right. Um, right. race, race at home, racing home, yeah. doing, doing, doing dumb shit. Right. Making, well, um, well, that was somebody who was inciting <laughs> the racing. Let's, 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 let's not be like we just started the race at night. <laughs> that was one person right. who was like, so, uh, I got this VA Impala. <laughs> let's go. So, like, I'm not racing you. So, so look, right? I think, right. I, I think, had I, you know, for example, you know, let's say I had a the the the, the type of relationship where I can talk to my pops and be like, you know what, right. man, I've been. I had this wild ass weekend, right? It was spring break. It was you know me and a bunch of the homies. It was, it was a bunch of chicks, and you know I just been kind of like just running through them, right? Me, yeah. me as a dad in twenty years, right? I can be like, hey man, here's some of the pros, here's some of the cons. There's emotional aspect to it. There is yep. real, there's real feelings, right? There is hey, um, you you might really need to understand some of these people. You don't understand some of these people you're interacting. You don't understand the effect that this might have on your mental state later. Right. I remember right. when I remember when I came back from Qatar, I was super, you know, in my feelings. I thought, hey, going out to the beach, having a blast, being on a motorcycle, that shit was gonna solve shit, right? It felt good, but there was a lot of nights when <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm at home by myself listening to the weekend, right? The whole house is dark. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, yeah. no cap. He'll, you know he'll what I'm saying? put you in it. The weekend will put you through some stuff. <laughs> you know he'll, what I'm saying? He'll, he'll make you remember something. But yes, but yeah, and, I get, I get what you're saying. Right, and there's and there's times since now that I've been older. I said to Josh, you know, there's times when I was going through some really emotional shit. Even when I was living with him, right, where I was too emotionally immature to be like, hey man, I need a hand. I need some help. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want for him to when he's, you know, in his 20s and when if he happens to go through some of these things, he can be like, hey, man, hey, put your hand up. Hey, give me a call. Shoot me a text or whatever. Right. I wasn't I wasn't calling my pops to do or say none of that because, you know, it, it wasn't like that. I wasn't calling my moms either. Me and my mom's got a great relationship. I'm here my be- living with my best friend. I wouldn't say it to him either. Right. So obviously there is a disconnect or there there is something that I missed out on, you know, to have that emotional maturity to say, hey, man. I need you because I have I've met other people who can say, hey, man, I went through all this shit and I'm quick to reach out to my moms and my pops. Right. For me, I've always been a a solo dude. Like, I'm just going to be silent and deal with this shit by myself because I'm either too ashamed or too embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to be like he's too ashamed or too embarrassed. Shit, come to me first. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you yeah. want to be like, hey, Pops, like, hey, man, some shit going on. I don't really know how to deal with it. Hey, just come talk to me just like that. You don't got to sugarcoat it. You don't got to dress. Just come talk to me like a regular-ass motherfucker, right? That's, that, that, those are yeah. some of the things I've been thinking to myself that, you know, I want going in the future because it's like being a – being. I said it to Josh the other day, our kids aren't really going to ever to – aren't going to be able to enjoy life like we did growing up. Like in the 90s, just be, you know, it was kind of a more, a, more a, free will. It was free will. I mean, we was also kind of like right. stupid to, to some shit, right? Kids, kids um, yeah. today, our age are a lot smarter in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. But in a lot yeah, of ways, technology, they be on it. Right. And in a right. lot of ways, we, we just kind of were allowed to be young and dumb and like go lucky, right? I don't feel like my son is going to, I'm going to have to teach him about active shooters. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to teach him, no. like, hey, man. What signs? Hey, if you, if you are you um, in a public place, you see some shit. Hey, you see, some, you know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Dealing with yeah. the cops. Hey, you got a hoodie? Like you know how to dress? Shit, you know what I'm saying? All these different things. And I'm like, growing up in Jamaica, I was like, hey man, like it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, uh, free of danger or anything like that. But it was like you could still be a kid. It's like now, it's like. I got to teach you internet safety and like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, yeah, like you almost got to, you got to train him up before you send him out of the house, man. And it's, it's yeah, kind of terrifying. Yeah, bubble rapper, man. Right. No, you're right. You had, and that's, that's also, I think why I wanted a girl because mm. I think women, you know, women, women are on the up and up. Like women, women, women are really, and black women, black women are about to, you know, we got black women doctors right. and I'm just they're waiting on that them, black man. women to just, just kill it just to like pop. And I was like, yeah, but black men, black men, we, it's, it's rough and full black men too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like my son, black and mixed with black. You know right. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's what I say. He might look a little light skinned, but he black mixed with black. Right. And, and, and it's just, it's just like, man, it's going to be, it's going to be rough for you, but don't hold, don't hold the world accountable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I was saying. Like, you know, be prideful, but don't be cocky out here. Okay. You can ask for help, but don't be needy. 
don't be needy. You can do it for yourself. You can be independent. Right. And I was like, a woman? I'm like, oh, black women? Black women about to pop, man. And we got black women doctors. They doing everything. Politicians, everything. And I was like, by the time my little girl get old, older, you're going to be in the game like EA. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to be ready to go. So that's where I really wanted a girl. And I was like, man, bringing a bringing a black man into society like that's where it's really gone. It's really going to be something for you, son. And, you know, me being being in the military, you know, I got a couple tattoos, got a couple muscles. Like I walked down aisles and people still grabbed and secured their purse. Right. Like I'd have been there. I'd have been there. I'd have been in Afghanistan <laughs> twice. You know what I'm saying? Like I and I still and I don't I didn't I didn't know how I felt about bringing a black man into that, but mm. I was like a black woman into that, I could I could do something with like I could mold yeah. her. But it's, still and all, I got my little dude. I get I'm what good. you're saying. It's almost like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's almost like the world would be a little bit more accepting, right? Because it's like it's a girl. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. it's almost kinda of fucked up, right? Because it's like you know, if, if your son, if your son, if your son is anything like you, he tall, he got muscles, he handsome. That's good, but it's also kind of bad, right? Because it's like, yes. yo, you're almost yes. kind of like a fucking target, right? <laughs> you're almost viewed as a threat, even though they've never spoken a word to you. I have people right. still, when they see me, they don't, they don't, they, they don't want to talk to me. Which I'm like, okay, cool. And then people, I, they get around me, and I start talking. They be like. Yeah. Dang, sorry, stop. Like, no, you cool. Like, oh, you fun to be around. Like, yeah. The fuck did you, you just, think? You just have to speak. You just have to speak to me. You just, you just have to speak to me. But what they, they, oh, they see the muscles. They see the tall. They see the demeanor. They see how I am in uniform because I, I, I do hold a professional when I'm in uniform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like, you can still talk to me. Like, I'm still approachable. Oh, I try to be approachable. You know what I'm saying? You just have to speak to me. But he has to go through that and of course and we you know we're all fathers here you don't want your kid to go through all the trials and tribulations you done went through you know what Hell i'm saying no. and 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 being a black man that's something i cannot shelter you from going through right. you know what i'm saying like you're gonna you're gonna go through yeah and it's like the, you know what i'm saying some of my biggest fears man is that you know i think back to the situations where it was just me or just me and like I, like remember the night with uh with when that dude you know when that dude clocked him and uh we yeah. we was oh, we was, we was ferrying, ferrying him to my car right yes um, yes being surrounded by security guards yes and and rednecks right um and, and rednecks yes. right? and I, I think back to that night and um i re i kind of felt like once i got out of the military and once i got to san diego i'm like i'm pretty fucking confident man like I'm, I'm I'm not a bully, right? But I can defend myself, right. and, and I ain't no bitch, right? I felt pretty fucking confident right. about life, and once I had a son, man, it was like all all my fears came back because it's like now I got to teach him how to how to deal with all this shit, right? And I come yep. back to that night at Cowdy Uglies, right? Me and you, you know what I'm saying? We've been in our fair share fights growing up. We know how to handle ourselves, yeah. right? My yeah. son. I don't expect him to, to have nearly as many fights as I did, right? That, there's something yeah, wrong exactly. if he does, right? <laughs> there's something really yeah, fucking wrong exactly, if he does, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. And so I think about, hey, if I'm going to be training him to have a better life than I did, what happens whenever some gritty, grimy shit happens? 
right? I'm not preparing you to deal with grimy shit. I'm preparing you to have a better life than I did, right? So you hear about these stories, you know, in CNN and all the news about young black men. And it's like all my fears came back to me because I can't protect him once he leaves the house. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's like, as a black man, I, I think to myself sometimes, it's like, like, dog, it don't feel like nobody's really checking for us sometimes. Like, 30-something-year-old black men, black millennial men, like, we're either martyrs or or if we don't have some type of attachment to our name, our title, right, whether it's a group or something like that. If you just regular black, black, if you, yeah. if you full black and you just regular, <laughs> like, nigga, ain't nobody checking for you, right? But no. everybody, everybody got no. something to say about us. And, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, as I get a little bit older, I see, you know, I think about everything, right? I even think about, you know, my interaction with women in Panama City when I didn't know how to tell the difference between somebody who was fetishizing me because I'm black, I'm Jamaican, I'm tall, and somebody who really, you know, had love for me, right? You don't really know how to differentiate the two because it all kind of looks the same at the same time, right? How do I teach my little man to to know, hey, what what does real love look like? And you know when somebody's just trying to, what you know, it, you know what I'm saying? Not, not a, not a lusting, lusting. Exactly. After, you know and, what I'm and, saying? Like if it's just a lust or if it was real or not. Right. And you know, I, no, these, I got you. These are just some of the, the thought. I know. I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Um, but no, nah. no. I just these are just me. This is me sharing some of the thoughts I have. You know, on the dad topic. You know, because I'm, I don't really get to talk a lot to a lot of other black dads. You know, I think. At all, really. Well, besides my, I have my dad, you know, and you know, um, uh, my my father in law. But you know, thirty some year olds, dads my age, we don't really. <laughs> is there a group? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? Like, might, I'm, I'm sure there is some. I'm sure there is somewhere. But you know, it's like, you know, I, I can talk to my wife, but it's like she don't. It's hard to explain to a woman what it's like to be a young black boy or growing up, or growing up as a black boy, right? It's yeah, it's it's just different, dog. Like it's very few of us that understand what that's like, and I guess I'm just kind of realizing now on the pod, you know, this is the first time I've ever been able to like have this conversation, which is I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, it's a first. Um, I mean, it's good. It's I think not, it's good. yeah, it's a good, it's a definitely good conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because this is things that need to be addressed, things that need to be talked about. Right. And, it, and, and, and yeah, just, you know, my just my fears. Right. And it sounds like, you know, y'all share some of the similar fears or things like that. And, and the pros, too. You know what I'm saying? Because he's what a year and some change. He already know how to kick a ball. Right. I'm like, hey, pass it. Hey, he run up. He, he might yeah. miss it a couple of times, but he'll he'll circle back, you know. A kick yeah, here, yeah. you know, like a month, like two months ago, I taught him, I was showing him how to put the ball in the hoop. And he looked at me like, you know, like I was on a spectrum. It's like, all right, you know, I'll come back <laughs> later. And then like a, a couple weeks later, you know, he in the corner, you know, putting the ball in the hoop. And I'm like, you know, you know me, I'm y'all, y'all, y'all have known me for a long time. I'm not the the serious person or the, you know, yeah. the, 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 the motherfucker that's trying to be in charge. Right. Hey, just let me know what you yeah. want and I'll help you out. Right. I'm, I'm there. Right. I'm that yeah. kind of I'm that kind of person. Right. Yeah. That kind of friend. But when I think about he is looking at me. Right. Like I'm the the main dude in his life. And it's it's weird, man, because that that's never been my thing. But it's like he takes my cues and. You know, it's just cool being able to, you know, 
look at him and then kind of share that with y'all and then hear from y'all also. Um, you know, we, do we, we, I don't know. Oh, maybe, uh, uh, a dad's trip. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if that's a thing, but you know, we, we gotta, we, we gotta do something. Daddy daycare. <laughs> Daddy daycare over here. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all got that one. Y'all got yo, that we, one. yo, uh, us dads, we gotta, we gotta do something together, man. Maybe not, maybe not even with the kids, man, but like, you know, it's, 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 it's I, w- I want my kid to know y'all, y'all kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want it yeah. to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want I want him to know about y'all because it's like, y- y'all are a part of my life, you know. Um, and it, it, good or bad, good, good or, or bad, bad, man. It's been mostly good, good though. Bad. We was in there. It's been it's been mostly good though, and <laughs> you know, it's um. I realized that you know, um, Tyndall was my only base, but it's like it meant so. It was that the Tyndall for me was such a huge part of my life, man. And y'all, each of y'all played, you know, some type of importance at that point, you know, for me. So when I left Tyndall, you know, it was like, those are the memories that I have. A, us being the ugliest. A, us playing pool at, you know, players, you know, uh, picking up girls, you know, turning up on the weekend, you know, being in the dorms, house parties, you know, that it was, it was like our, our own blue mountain state, man. You know what I'm saying? It was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was our own fucking blue mountain state, dog. Like it was fucking, I even, I don't know if you, if you, if you heard the episodes when I mentioned that, like, I feel like between, you know, if we throw in like and a a couple others we got enough content for like a solid tv show man like some good oh yeah some some like good like wholesome content (laughs) hey a couple a couple nights i'd be like man this shit's getting out of hand man (laughs) (laughs) a a couple nights i'd be like well this is it this is is how i get put out the military this is how i get put out the military man i see where that be the fifth (laughs) I plead the fifth. Facts. I plead the fifth. Facts. I plead the fifth. Facts, man. A couple of nights, I'm like, this is it. This is this is it. This is how I get put out. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is out of hand. Yeah, man. But no, nah, no, nah, I got you, man. And yeah, I, and that's what I was saying earlier about the, you know, do I want to be my, my kid's best friend now? Mm. Do I want to be his best friend later? You know what I'm saying? Like how, or, you know, can I just do it the whole time? It just depends on, the person he becomes. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I will always, I will always be in my son's, have his back. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to do everything for him. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to fight all your battles. You know what I'm saying? And, and some, some fathers are the other way. They're like, I fight all my kids' battles. I want to, sh- I want to shelter them. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. because that, that'll, that'll make you a man. Right. So I don't, I'll, I'll be in your back. I'll be in your corner. If you need something, turn around, look at me, ask me. I got you. I'm always in your corner. But I don't want to fight every battle for you. Right. Because I didn't fight every one. And I think I turned out pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's you got to You got to lose. You got to be you got to be OK to like lose and come home and be like, you know, yeah, exactly. Shit didn't go well. You have to be you have to be able to lose and not dwell on it and go right back at it or do something different don't don't take your lick and you just down you down and out one lick you down and out because everything after that you're gonna always be like that and that's the main thing be resilient 
is to just you know, take your licks, cool, go, go, go back at it. But you know, I yeah, feel like as, yeah. I feel like you know us growing up as black kids, though, like you know, I feel like that was kind of built into us, you know, growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like by the time we joined the military, you know what I'm saying? We we already had enough resiliency in us to kind of like push through most things. You know what I'm saying? But something yeah. I, something yeah. I, re- I realized, man, um, was that I had to tell my wife a couple times that you know, especially with a boy, you 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 really gotta. Um, understand when to like and, and it sounds sexist but it's like when to listen to a man you know what I'm saying and I, and I explain yeah. what I, I explain what I mean um I noticed that you know I grew up I grew up in a single parent household for you know until I was 15 so I spent a lot of time around my mom right I realized that you know as much as she tried to teach me how to be a man you know from her perspective right she did the best she could but you're doing it right. with, you're doing it without context right? You're doing it with the best idea of, you know, what you've seen as a man. And I feel like I turned out pretty well. But I also realized that, you know, young kids, especially boys, man, they need that balance. Right. Because I realized yeah. that, you know, there's ways that my wife soothes him when, you know, he's crying or whatever the case is. And there's ways that I do it. Right. And I'm like, yeah. hey, we can't coddle him every time he falls down. Right. And this is where the balance comes in. Right. Because it's like, hey, sometimes we do need to coddle him. Right. Because sometimes I fall down. Hey, you do. It's actually serious. Right. Yeah. But then on the, yeah. flips, on yeah. the flip side of yeah. that, sometimes those falls down, you don't need me. Right. And that's kind of like where I step in sometimes where it's like, hey, let him let him figure it out. Let him cry a little bit longer because. You know, I can't be too hard where it's like, you got to be a fucking super saiyan from you one years old. Because you know them dads, like, you're not allowed to cry. Yeah. Like, yo. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Help, not... <laughs> help him. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, you can help him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can't be super hardcore, but at the same time, like, you don't want your son coming to you every time he his uh, shoelace get untied, right? There, there needs that. There's, right. there, there's that balance. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's good to, you know, be, being a dad and being around him, I kind of noticed that, you know, so it's like, I think to myself, well, hey, what would I have been like had I had that balance, right? You know, I'm not blaming, yeah. blaming my upbringing or nobody. It is what it is. You know, we grew up how we grew up. Yeah. But now that I'm a little bit older, I'm thinking to myself, damn, you know, kids really do, you know, if you're around your mom your whole life and that's how you grew up, you know. You might miss out on some things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not you might, no... You might be a little what we call soft. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for real, for real. Like, you might be what yeah. we would call soft. And then it, that's just now you out here dependent on everybody and you don't know how to do for yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, not saying that's always the case. Yeah. Because I know some black women who have raised strong black males mm-hmm. and they're not dependent and they can take their licks and they can keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, you know, it could happen. Right. It yeah. could happen. I noticed that balance, man. Cause it's like, it, it was, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just, it, it's, you know, I guess for me just noticing that for the first time was, you know, eye opening for me because I never realized how much having that male, that content male figure in your life can play yep. a part. Um, that's big, a big factor. Yeah. Um, It'll play a big factor on making a, making a strong black man or just making a black man. And I'll just put it like that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it does play a big factor. And that's why I'm like, yo, I I plan to be there as much as I can, as much as I can. 
it does play it does play a big factor but you know i was i had like 15 father figures i was okay. raised by the hood right. literally like when they say it takes a village to raise somebody you was never i was raised by <laughs> i was raised by the hood you know I'm what i'm saying like i i have father i have father figures dropping dimes everywhere right. you know what i'm saying and that's 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 how i learned like oh but i might have learned I might have learned how to. You learned it from adults, right? I might have learned some stuff I probably shouldn't have they, learned. They cut some corners. But I had, I had men, I had men, I had Robin men corners. that got a job. You know what I'm saying? I had men that got a job, hustlers, didn't do yeah, nothing else, but but they did that job until they retired. So they showed me how, like, yo, you get this job, that's your job, and you retire as a garbage man, you retire as whatever, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I had other people that then I had I did have some military people that would pop in because they went to the military, came back. And then I had men that, you know, in my life that were entrepreneurs and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I had like 15 or 20 father figures. Right. I never had the one in the house. I right. always had a lot. So I, I had a village okay. to raise okay. me. And yeah. now, um, and this is the last thing I'll, I'll touch on. Um, no, we had you here for a while and I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts when it went, when, when it comes to getting out, man? Cause you know, from talking to you, you know, it sounds like, I don't know what you, you plan on doing. I don't know if you can, you know, consider law enforcement or whatever the case is, but I, I don't know. I feel like you'd be pretty, I've had my success being out, you know, um, I definitely say, you know, it's, it's harder. I think it's harder to, to, to keep that motivation you know, at certain points once you're out. But um, have you given any thought to it? Um, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about becoming a civilian again? Um, what, what, what are your thoughts, man? I think I'm going to be in the military until I'm not. I'm not going to put a specific date on it. Mm -hmm. uh, now, after 20, I might be like, I'm getting out Thursday. Like, I'm, I'm done with your shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting out. Fuck y'all. Because, right, right. <laughs> you know, there you can, you can hit the button a couple times. But I'm not I'm not putting a, a specific date on it, but I do. I'm in, I'm in until I'm not in my head. I don't want to, you know, hit, hit it off right here because, you know, what if, what if I have another kid? I'm like, okay, well, I'm not saying a kid's going to keep me in the military. I'm saying that might think twice. that extra money, that SGLI that, or that GI Bill, that mm. GI Bill can help them go to school. Okay, cool. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you as much as I can until I right. can't anymore. Right. And that's the whole point. Now, when I retire from whatever, I plan on retiring. Like, that's it. I'm not one of those people who plan on retiring and they go get another job to retire from that job. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I plan on being, <laughs> no. What about it? Like, a like I might go, like I might go to Walmart. Uh, I, uh, a couple times, a couple times I thought about open, I, I've looked into buying gym equipment, opening up, opening up and owning my own gym. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought that, that'd be cool. It's something, you know, I can come to work give the little knowledge I got on working out. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, that's easy for me. I'm, I'm my own boss. I can come to work. If not, I ain't coming to work. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I've looked, I've, I looked in and thought about it, which is still on my mind. It's still a thing I can do later right. on. Uh, but shit, like I said, I don't shit, man. plan Moss, on getting out. Moss and, and, and Morrow been, you know, they've been popping for a minute, man. So, you know, the, the blueprint, yeah. the blueprints oh, out yeah. there. 
You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah, no, they do it. Moss, yeah, Moss, this man racked up certifications every day. Every day, Moss got a certification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, like I'm like I'm I'm good where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not comfortable. I'm not too comfortable. Let me put it like that. Okay. Now right. I really, you know, I go to work and do what I love. Okay. You know, I'm I'm okay, but I'm not too comfortable. Like man, I I'm good. Like they. Nothing's gonna happen to me, type of deal. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at, and I'm, I'm gonna ride it out until I'm not here. Right. Put it like, that. Yeah. Yeah. there's, there's no, there's no, there's no set date on expiration. There's no set date on it. Right. It sounds like the, uh, the Air Force ex- experiments working on you, man. It sounds like whatever. <laughs> it sounds like what the Air Force has done so far. You're like, you know what? I don't mind it. I'm, I'm cool so far. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I've bought into the Air Force completely yet. You don't? I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't feel that way because I feel like if I was a civilian, I would still be talking and doing the same thing I do now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just might have a bigger voice being a E6, being a NCO. You mm. have a bigger voice because people tend to look towards you, right? It tends to look up to you to the new people. Maybe a new people in the job would be like, oh, this old, this old dude, you know, he got a challenge. I like the way he's moving out here. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might do that. But I, I don't think I've bought into fully to the military yet. But that's just me saying that. Other people might be like, nah, bro. You, you <laughs> blew. Long, you been blew around here. here. <laughs> <laughs> you blew around here, homie. <laughs> he don't, he don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so hey, I, right. I, I'm, 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 I can go either way, man. Right. I, if a, if an opportunity pops up when I go back to the states, I'm like, you know what? Even if I am in 15 years, I can take this job. It's a federal job, and I and I like this, and I want to do this, and it's what my degree is in. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, I'll hit the button. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm easy. I'm yeah. easy. Okay. All right, man. Well, you know, we've been talking for two hours and. 42 minutes but it's been like what what 10 40 minutes 30 like, minutes maybe it's been, it's, it's been, <laughs> like 30 minutes maybe it's been i don't, I don't know 10 eight years since we yeah. all linked back up so it's you know been, two it's been a minute two hours and some change yeah. ain't nothing man um but we shit yeah. man we we you know just like we say to um you know morrow um uh, Sergeant Rashid, um, everybody, you know, um, you are welcome back on the pod. You know, we got our, you know, the day ones, you know, you, you do you the yeah, number one yeah. black friend from way back. Day and one, I, day one. And I still, I, still, I still owe you a shit ton of favors, you know. Um, you know. It's all good. It's <laughs> all good. Forgot. Hey, man, look. Hey, I was, I what was is this, episode 22? 20, 22, yes. 22. Yeah, but hey, bring me back from forty four. Bring me back for my anniversary. <laughs> right, hey, hey, bring me back for the anniversary, man. Right, I'm with that, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm with it, man. Uh, this has been another dope episode of the Vet Joint Podcast. We have Technical Sergeant Cody Stafford here with us. <laughs> it has been great. Thank you very much. Thank you know, keep those, man. you know, those videos you be making, man. Them shits, them shits be on point. Yeah, don't, fuck don't, yeah. don't stop posting, man. You gotta keep, you gotta keep up, man. I, I need to do the same thing with. The I've page, had a but, lot of feedback, but I, I don't be posting. I've had a enough. lot of feedback from those. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all for having me. But yeah, I've had a lot of uh, 